Welcome to Rugby Uncovered. I'm Paul Rodriguez, and today we're speaking to Davinia Catlin from Harlequins Rugby. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for having me, Paul. Oh, really looking forward to being on your show. Oh, it's great to have you on. Um, Davinia, tell us a bit about yourself. How did you get into rugby? I started playing when I was quite young. Um, so my brother's about 18 months older than me. So my dad used to take him to rugby on a Sunday morning. But used to also take me, but I was too young to start playing. And then, obviously, I'm on the sidelines playing with all the other little boys that were too young to start playing. And I got to the right age. And obviously, I must have known I was the right age. And I said to my dad on the way home in the car, oh, can I play? And my dad was a bit, oh, girls don't play rugby, sort of thought, what if she gets hurt? And then he came home and he had a chat with my mum. And my mum was like, why not let her play? Brilliant. um, I played ever since then, and uh, he, he says, uh, he said, when I got married, he says a little story about um, me playing against the boys, and they were all, they were, they, they were great lads, but as with many boys, um, it takes a little bit of time to them to get used to playing with a girl and pass you, and uh, there was a point like we we're playing against, I think it was just a training session, and there's a kid called JCB. And um, <laughs> and he, he was just running like straight through everyone, uh, ball in hand. And apparently, I just absolutely nailed him and <laughs> got back up, took the ball off him and ran and scored a try. And um, from then on, like all the boys passed me. <laughs> it was like um, a rite of passage, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, so I've, I've played since then. And I, I actually stopped playing when I was about, 12 years old because I couldn't play with the boys and um, I didn't really know that women played rugby I didn't know that was a thing Um, you just didn't see it and you know my dad didn't see it I was the only girl in Sutton and Epsom in the whole of the mini section um, that played Uh, there was one other girl that played and then she stopped she played for like a year and then stopped but I was the only girl in the whole mini section that played and um and I just didn't know that girls played rugby. So I stopped playing. I did a lot of other sports. Um, I was a high-level judo player. So I was national sort of level there. Won quite a few national trophies. And then I played a lot of netball as well. Um, it was We played at school. So I played um, county netball, county judo. And then it was, I think, the Surrey Youth Games. And I... I was playing hockey in the Surrey East Games. And then I think someone said, oh, why don't you play some tag rugby? You used to play rugby, didn't you? I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd literally play anything. You told me to play a sport and I'd do it. And I was about maybe 14, 15 at the time. And I played. And we, we weren't very successful in the Surrey East Games, but it 100% reignited my sort of like desire to play rugby. And um, my dad then looked around for local rugby clubs um, and there actually wasn't any. So we live in Wallington and I think the closest girls rugby club to us was Camberley in Surrey. So it was like a good 45 minute hour drive. Mm. Uh, but my dad used to drive me there every every Wednesday. I think training was Wednesdays. And um, and I, I was I still carried on doing my, my judo, my netball and rugby. Um, literally every weekend I was doing playing one sport on a Saturday and one sport on a Sunday. Uh, so it's 
pretty intense for my parents to constantly drive me around the country. And it wasn't just, you know, local sport. Um, a lot of my judo competitions were across the country and uh, county netball was played, obviously, na- nationwide. So it was a lot of driving for them. And then it got to, I got to about maybe 17. And I was really successful in my first year back at rugby. Um, I got into the England Performance Pathway programme and um, I loved it. I really, I really loved it. Um, but I couldn't do that, do my GCSEs and then... I went on to my A-levels and I couldn't do all three sports and do my A-levels. It was just impossible. So I um, ended up stopped playing um, county netball. I, I stopped doing that. I still did school school sports, but um, not not at um, county standard. And then um, I I tried for England under 20s for, I don't know, three unsuc- unsuccessful years. Oh, really? Um, yeah, three unsuccessful years. and. Well, good I on you for keep was, going. Well, yeah, you've got to, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I think it was my first year of university and I, I actually got, um, I, I was going to Bath University to, to fight, to do judo. It was uh, one of the, the, it still is a national, um, a national sort of like hub for excellence in judo and their programme was incredible. And I went there to, to fight and my aim was to fight for Great Britain and then I think during my freshers week, we had England 20 trials again. And um, a few weeks later, I got the news I got in. Um, and so I stopped, stopped fighting, <laughs> stopped doing so much judo. Um, because I had sort of stopped doing as much judo when I was um, doing my A-levels. I did a little bit more rugby, a little less um, judo. And then um, that sort of like switched around. And then I stopped fighting pretty much all together and just concentrated on rugby whilst I was at university. So the physicality of judo, do you think that that helped you sort of maintain your rugby skills potentially? For sure. You know, I'm quite small. So you look at the likes of Sean Brown and Abby Scott, they're mm. big girls. They're, they're big girls. Um, but understanding balance and body weight um, and because it's, I learned it when I was quite young, it helped, it just translates quite easily. It doesn't matter if people are 20, 30 kilos heavier than me. If you put your body in the right position, you'll win. Um, so, yeah, no, for sure, judo's definitely helped. Um, so is netball. You're at, uh, at Harlequins, one of the top teams um, in the Premiership, and it must be an amazing feeling to be playing for a team like that. Oh, 100%. I'm a South Londoner. I, I supported Quinns growing up. Um, I used to go watch the games. I remember when we were younger, my brother was playing minis or colts. He got to play at the stoop. Oh my gosh, I was so jealous. And I was so jealous and um, disappointed that I wasn't there. Obviously, things are very difficult at the moment and you're not able to train in the way that you'd normally be training. But if, no. we, if we go back to when you were training, can you, can you describe a, a like a week a normal week for you? Yeah, so it's I, I run my own business uh, with my husband, so it's 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 pretty um, intense. Mm. It's you got to get to where you got to get to on time all the time. And uh, that, so, that's both business uh, and your sport, obviously. Right, exa- exactly. And so um, at the moment, 
we're juggling. My husband does a bit of coaching on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday afternoons. So I can't leave the shop until he comes back. Is, that, is that rugby, by the way? Or is it uh, yeah, yeah. So he coaches a bit of rugby. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And um, so we normally start our Tuesday and Thursday sessions at, I think it's like six o'clock, um, which is gym first, then pitch training. But I can't get there for six because we close the shop at six. And um, if James get caught up in traffic, and it's only literally no traffic, 15 minutes from where he coaches to the shop. But uh, it it takes more like half an hour to 40 minutes sometimes. Um, so I train in the mornings um, before work on a Tuesday, Thursday, um, and then gym in the evenings as well. I'll do on Monday and um, Wednesday. And then uh, we go to training on a Tuesday, Thursday night as well. Um, but then on, uh, I think, a Wednesday morning, I try and do a run um, before work again. But it's 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 like four, four weight sessions a week um, and two pitch training and one run. What, what, what sort of run would you do? Would you do like a longer one or would you do a short, short, sharp? A lot of our sessions that we get planned out are um, pitch runs, um, but sometimes it's really difficult to get to a pitch. Uh, I'd have to drive like 15, 20 minutes to get to a pitch and then drive home and then shower and then go to work. So it's not always possible. So we have a little green um, about 1K from my house. So I run to that and then we'll do, like, I'll do sort of like tree distances. I sort of like know roughly between what tree and what trees so many meters so i'll do um it's but it's basically tempos and, and mass running um timed with rest um but i'm not great with dogs and a lot of dog walkers like to use that green as well uh-huh. so yes it's honestly it's i get palpitations sometimes oh, really? especially when, it's a, bit, oh, when it's a big dog yeah um but yeah it that's that's pretty much my week um but it's waking up getting there, doing that, going home, showering, uh, going to work, doing my work. And then it, it's it's absolutely nonstop. And then some mornings, obviously, I've got to hang out my laundry, you yeah. know, to, to do the standard life yes. as well. You've got a normal um, life as well to fit into all of that on top. Exactly. Yeah. Food shop, you know, that sort of stuff. It's It, it's, it all takes time and it, it all needs to be planned. And luckily, sometimes... Um, Sometimes I'll get in an hour late um, and uh, James will hold the fort for an hour and I still have to do what I need to do before the end of the day. So it all sort of of like evens up. We don't really take lunch breaks because we don't really have the time. Um, So it's uh, when I used to work for other people, um, although that is also difficult planning in your work and your training, uh, it's a lot easier for sure. Yeah. a lot easier um, because you can you have your hour lunch break that that's mandatory <laughs> you get to have it so you can, you can go to the gym um and you can do your run in what i used to do it was in in my lunch break i'd used to do it um but when when it's like constant someone constantly has to be in the shop doing something it it does take a bit of um bit of planning and a bit of timekeeping to get used to it all so how have you adapted to not being able to train with your your colleagues? What 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 training do you do? You know, I love training. So I love 
I love going on pitch with the girls and playing rugby. That's that's why I still play. That's why I think I'll always play. I absolutely love the whole aspect of running around, having a laugh with your friends. Yeah. Um, and it really helps a lot of things, but it helps to balance out the fact that my job is so full on. Um, so I think James and I have both missed like doing that. Um, but we um, we we have like tryout zones at our shop. So we basically, when we saw different countries were getting locked down, we brought all our weights plates home and um, brought all the um, sort of like matting home. So we uh, we can do some home workouts in the garden, um, which is it's 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 keeping us ticking over and do some runs um, around my the local green and things like that so although we're not pitch training and we're doing that um so it's it's keeping us sane karen finlay harlequin's co-head coach has an amazing combination of authority and yet caring in her personality that really comes across um i've watched some of your training online and it's it's like if she says to do something I'm, i could imagine do it. myself doing it basically <laughs> you do it and you don't ask questions exactly exactly you uh, do it right the first time <laughs> indeed so james doesn't put on a scottish accent to uh, oh, to, no, get, to, to get well, you to train He's, he's I think it's probably the time we get have the most arguments is when we train. Um, really? We work together and we live together. Um, but uh, you know, he's like he's like a form Nazi. <laughs> um, like form honestly, Nazi. he will. Uh, he will. He will be like, oh, you should have done it this way. Oh, you should should do this. Or why aren't you doing that? And it's it's it does get incredibly frustrating. But mm. it just. Um, I ignore him sometimes, but I try to um, just do it. But make sure he doesn't know that I'm doing what he tells me to do. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you know, yes. keep, keep the upper hand at some point. When you were going through the period where you, you weren't accepted and you obviously had to keep a positive mental attitude, which is, I guess, something you've learned early on in, in your, your sporting career. Was there anybody, obviously your father was involved, but was there anyone who you looked up to that helped you through that? Do you have any heroes in the sport? When I was... When I was um, at that sort of age, uh, I was playing at Premiership Rugby with uh, Wasps. So although um, I, ha- I hadn't made it to England standard, I was still getting picked um, uh, for Wasps first team when I was eighteen um, at Hooker, and so that was that was brilliant. And and the girls at Wasps were fantastic to me. I learned so much. They uh, they they were they were just really good to me so that that helped yeah brilliant so there there was you know Shelly Ray H Helen Hardin girls like that that just explained things to you um Joe McGilchrist and Natalie Binstead they were all exceptional rugby players and they're all sort of like you can learn something different from each one of them so yeah and I'd been training with Wasp for about uh, a season before I started playing because um, I don't know what the rules are now, but uh, but then I could train with them, but I couldn't I couldn't uh, play in the front row until I was eighteen. But I could do everything else um, at seventeen. So I, I just I had moved in. Um, um, Selena Rudge was a massive inspiration to me. Um, she was she was great. Uh, so yeah, there, there, there was a lot of I say old girls now, old girls that. <laughs> um, 
help me. Uh, and yeah, it was it was difficult, but you know, it's setbacks make you stronger in a way. Yes, it, it proves you just got to keep going, basically. Exactly. If that's what you want. Yeah, exactly. And you obviously knew that that's what you wanted because you dropped your netball and your judo very quickly for rugby. Yeah, well, I don't think anyone can um, disagree as a rugby player. There isn't anything better than running with ball in hand or putting a large hit in. That There isn't a sport that can compete. Um, you know, with, with judo, it was, for me, I hadn't done it when I was younger, so I felt like I was always in the back foot. Um, with techniques and, and, and bits and pieces like that but uh, with rugby as soon as I had a ball in hand and as soon as I had my boots on on the pitch it was it was instinct it was natural it came very easy to me I loved training for rugby you know judo I was only training once a week and I was doing I remember I was doing like cadet um, GB cadet trial, trials and I was under 70 kilos and um, I was against Sally Conway, who, I don't know if you know, she she went to the Olympics last year with Great Britain. She got silver in the Commonwealth Games. She's she's an incredible athlete. But I stepped on the mat and she beat me in about 20 seconds. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was like, I was so angry. I slipped up once and she took full advantage, you know, she beat me. And then my coach was said to me, Davinia, you know, she trains five times a week. You you come here once a week and you mm. expect to be that good. She's on the mats five times a week. You you either need to do more mat time. Um, and and that's that's the reason why I was going to Bath is because I wanted I knew I could be as good as her if I put that amount of time into it. But it was also, you know, I was driving about an hour to get to where I used to do judo. Uh, because I used to I did out of school and then used to jump in my coach's car and go to their farm and he had a dojo there so I used to train there on a Tuesday night and my dad used to drive the hour to come pick me up and take me home so that's I did like two sessions in one evening but that's as much as I used to do whereas people that um were excelling at that age would were going to the dojo four or five times a week right so if um somebody is listening to this boy or girl who hasn't tried rugby as a sport may have tried some something else what would you say to them play as much as you can play as much as you can anyone asks you to play play i love playing rugby and I, even when my husband and his his friends play touch in the park in the summer i'll go and play with them because i love just throwing a ball around and just put trying to put in a step and 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 that's what I feel like it's you've got to be able to express yourself and just playing as much as you can helps that. I was lucky. I, I played a lot of rugby when I was younger. And even in my sort of like late teens, I played quite a lot because anyone asked me to play and I said yes. Um, I played for Holoquins Youth when I was about 14, like 15, 16 years old. We went up to Newcastle for a rugby tour and the only reason I went is because someone said, do you want to play? Do you want to come up to Newcastle and play some rugby? I said yes just anyone says do you want to play it's 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 still now if someone asks asks me to play i'll i'll say yes if i can do it i'll play <laughs> brilliant <laughs> so just give it a go just try it yeah, as you say exactly. if the experience of picking up the ball and running with it and scoring a try is just like nothing else 
nothing, nothing, nothing else. I don't think anything else equates to it. I don't think any other sport has the com- camaraderie that that rugby players have. Um, I've got friends for life for sure. Um, through rugby, I've got my husband for life through rugby. So yeah, it's it, it's a community which uh, you can owe a lot to. Do you think you have like a very similar sense of humour and a sense, very similar sense of of um, you know, you know, like people in the NHS seem to have a very dark sense of humour. Obviously, at the moment, they have to have that, but they have that. Like doctors have that. Do you think you have that in, in your sport as well? <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, not necessarily yes, dark. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, for sure. Although Shauna Brown and I like to take the mick out of each other, and I once did it on a um, <laughs> on one of our players' WhatsApp groups. And uh, I think she got two messages from different people saying, "Are you all right? What's the thing you said? Like, are you getting like that?" And Shauna was like, "We're just taking the mick out of each other. This is this is what we do." Yeah, because like, there's that training of you online where I think some of your blood got on one of the other players' face, and you were like, "Oh, I think that's yeah, a bit of your blood there." Oh, and it's yeah. like it was so sort of casual. It really, really made me laugh. It was like the way you did yeah. it. it was, there was no concern there at all. It was just, "Oh yeah, it's a bit of my blood there." Yeah, sort of. Yeah. And I just, oh, you could really get the the camaraderie between you. You know, you could yeah, really sense sure. it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we um, a few of us went uh, for one of um, the girls' wedding in in America a few years ago, and we had the best time. We went from New York down to um, North Carolina and drove, and uh, it was just two weeks of absolute banter. So yeah, we. You, you do get on um and I think that's one of the, the the sort of like the things that drew me to playing rugby it's it's with it's it's not an individual sport it's you rely on your teammates and they rely on you and and that's pretty much how how it is in in life really there's a tremendous with, amount of respect for the referee and from what I can see there's a tremendous amount of respect for your fellow player and teams as well and I think that's that's a really good model to to for, for you know for our up and coming sports people to to see because you don't necessarily see that in other sports but you really see it in rugby. Yeah, you do. You, uh, it's it's like life, isn't it? You know, it's it's very. I, I feel with a lot of sports, you can relate it to life, but rugby more so. Uh, a decision's a decision. Uh, where you, whether you get that in business or, or walking down the street, that's the decision you throwing a little hissy fit isn't gonna isn't gonna fix that it's it's how you react to that yeah it's you know we've got we've got hot-headed people on our team I'm hot-headed uh Burford can be hot-headed but it's about us being able to calm each other down when we need to mm, and um, knowing each other's strengths and weaknesses basically. Right, yeah right exactly and it's and it's you know something that annoys me won't annoy someone else Mm. it's about respecting one another and I think if if you're not going to speak to someone like that face to face in a normal situation you don't speak to them like that on the pitch yeah um, it is it is about having respect for one another and um, uh, that is you know one of our, our key values as a rugby player to, to, for respect yeah and it really comes across and it's it's great to see and the games themselves for people who haven't seen them are absolutely fantastic they are amazing to watch Obviously, it's a slightly different game, but I would describe it as the difference between, say, men's tennis and women's tennis. Women's tennis can be absolutely amazing and is amazing, and there is a slight diff- There is a difference between men's rugby, 
but it's just as enjoyable, if not more so. Oh. And we've we've seen some amazing games in 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 you know the current season. A hundred percent. You know, it's you know it's testament to the rugby that we play and the skill level we have. Um, my my husband's friends. They watch it. They know the girls' names, and 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 the reason why they know it is because they love rugby. If you love rugby and you enjoy watching a decent game of rugby, it doesn't matter what gender you're playing. Yeah, it, it's about the sport and it's about the um, big hits, the cheeky footwork, the little offload, all of that. It doesn't stop whether it's a man or a woman playing. Exactly. Um, and and they really appreciate it. You know, I could go to the pub with James and and his friends and don't know who I'm talking about if I, I said certain people's names. So it's it's just getting that out there to yes, people to watch. Exactly. And that, that's all it is. It's just exposure. The more exposure we get, the more fans we're going to get. Um, and, you know, testament to Quince because they've done an incredible job in, in increasing our fan base bit by bit. Um, and, uh, you know, I can't remember our last big game was last June. So we just got under 5,000 people to the stoop. Those 5,000 people came and watched us play. They paid to come watch us play. And that's the most fantastic thing about it is, you know, when I first started playing in the league over 10 years ago, we'd have just, you know, partners, parents, a couple of dogs. You you, you know, they were scattered around the sidelines of the pitch, but that's it. Yeah. We get to play in big stadiums now. That's, that's you know, that's incredible. And, and the sort of noise we got when we played against Gloucester Hartbury was unbelievable. Um, and the fact that we played at um, Twickenham and, you know, so many people said to me at the shop that they stayed on and watched. There's so much of an appetite for the game. Yes. Um, yes. And it's just about giving us enough exposure to be able to to, to get people to, to get hooked. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. So, I mean, you mentioned your business. Tell us a bit about that. What 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 do you actually do? So, we are a um, a sports shop. Uh, we opened our doors two years ago in January. Um, so, a new new business. Uh, we are local in South Croydon. Um, we specialise in running. Um, so, we're a specialist running shop. So, we do gait analysis. Um, a decent shoe fitting. Um, we'll go to local sports clubs and we'll do like demo days with brands. Um, but we also do the traditional sort of school sports as well. Obviously rugby, um, cricket, hockey, netball, and tennis. I'd like to say we're an old school sports shop. One that you know those who are probably my age plus, so thirty plus would have remembered going to as a kid um but with a much different feel to it uh we've got concrete floors we've got <laughs> osb3 chipboard on our on um, till points we've got try it out zones so we've actually got um some 3g grass um in the shop to try on your boots so you actually sink into the grass it's fantastic two meters yeah it's two by four meters um it is the offcut from I think London Irish is ground. Um, we've called up the providers and we're like, do you have any pieces? And um, the guy who ran the business was like, yeah, I do. He's like, if it's small, he's like, I'll have a look on the top of the shed. Brilliant. <laughs> so had a look. What a great idea. Look. Whose idea was that? Um, 
I'd like to say it's mine, but I actually think it was James's. Um, uh, but we wanted we wanted our whole store to be more um, sort of experience based. So we've got a running machine to try on uh, running shoes. We have a lifting platform currently dismantled, so we can train at home. But um, to try on our training shoes and see the difference in them, it, it's and we have a coffee area to. Um, um, for nutrition, so we do a bit of coffee um, and some protein um, and gels for runners. So, so we're pretty much the old sports shop, but with a, a with a lot of expertise inside it. Are you, are you doing any online orders at the moment? What, what is your, what is your website? What is your web address? The winning margin dot uk. The winning margin Yeah, um, we are. We are doing. Um, we are doing a lot of uh home deliveries to the our locals who place an order with us um we do a fair amount on our website we have started to do a virtual shoe fitting so we do a virtual gait analysis how do you do that Um, uh, so uh we basically get you to film yourself squatting and doing a little short run back and forth to the camera so we can see your ankles and your feet Without any shoes on, you can have socks on. Um, one of our customers decided to do it in his pants. Uh, um, hello. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a rugby boy. Okay. He thought he was hilarious. Um, <laughs> um, but that's obviously optional. Um, <laughs> optional. And, uh, <laughs> um, we'd prefer it if you were in your shorts for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so we we do that, and then. Um, We'll ask a few questions. Um, What sort of terrain are you running on? What sort of distances? How long for? Do you have any problems? Do you get blisters? Um, Would you say you have a more of a narrower foot or a wider foot? What shoes do you wear at the moment? Do you have any issues with them? And then knowing our sort of stock selection, we we can advise which shoes would probably be better for you. Brilliant. And, uh, we you then choose which ones and we'll post them out. Fantastic. Well that yeah. That sounds amazing. Sounds like a great service. Look, yeah. Davinia, just want to say a massive thank you for you to come on the show and tell us your history. It's it's been a, an absolute pleasure. For people who are listening, if they wanted to follow you, are you on Twitter? Yes. Um we are Win Margin Sports. Right, Win Margin Sports. So that's is that yeah. your is that your Twitter handle? Uh, that's why I work on my, my personal one is uh, Davinia Catlin. Right. So Davinia Catlin yeah. on Twitter and yeah. and you'll post updates when you're playing and after games. And yeah, all that sort I of do. Stuff. I do. I'm probably more, um, uh, I'm probably a little bit more diligent on uh, Instagram, which is the same tag, Davinia Catlin. Right. Um, on Instagram. Uh, so that's the best way the, to, to follow you, basically. Yes, it is, for sure. Excellent. Well, look, just a massive thank you for coming on the show. Really look forward to getting back into the game and you know speaking to you on the side of the pitch. Yeah, let's hope those days come quick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I yeah, just wish well, you all the best for you, for your career and for your business. Thank you so much. Bye Cheers. now. Bye, Paul. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to be on the show, drop me a line, Paul at rugbyuncovered.com. Catch you next time.